Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we speak with hiring and recruiting experts from around the world to discuss tips that will help you in your job search. Today, we're looking at the topic of job interviews, which can be tricky for even the most prepared job seekers. To learn more about the job interview questions that could make or break your ability to secure a new job, we're speaking with Dr. Matt Carter. Matt is the founder and managing director of Message House, a communications consultancy based in London. He is also the author of the article, The Job Interview Questions You Need to Get Right, which is the topic of our discussion today. Thanks so much for joining me today, Matt. Not a problem. It's great to be with you. So before we dive into this topic, could you tell me briefly about your professional background and specifically how you've provided guidance for job seekers? Yeah, sure. So I, I've worked uh, for 15 plus years in communications, in politics and in, in market research. So sort of quite wide range of different organizations, many of which have involved hiring a lot of staff and managing a lot of staff. So I've sat in a, in a fair number of, of interviews. Mm-hmm. I also currently am a mentor to alumni in one of my former universities, the University of York uh, here in the UK. So I provide guidance and counsel to alumni who have questions about their future careers. And, you know, very commonly they ask questions about job interviews specifically, which is really why I wrote the uh, the post. Right. And I think job interviews particularly are a hot topic with job seekers just because they're not sure what they can expect in some cases. So in your article that we're talking about today, you list six questions that job seekers should always be prepared for. So I wanted to go through each one and kind of the reason behind the question and what job seekers should be looking for as far as answering the questions. So the first question you listed was, why do you want the job? What would you say are some common mistakes that job seekers make when they're answering this question in particular? You know, this is typically one of the first questions that people get Mm -hmm. in interview. And I think that the first mistake that people make is to sort of underestimate the importance of it. Sometimes job seekers treat it as a little bit of a warm up. You know, it's sort of a bit of chit chat before they really get stuck into the questions they might be more worried about. That is to really underestimate the insignificance of it. Mm You know, your first few minutes in the job interview are potentially going to be the most memorable moments in front of the panel. And this is where you really need to sort of land some key messages about why you want the job and who you are and your sort of overall message and story. So underestimating the question is is one mistake. And also, I think people do sometimes treat it too simplistically. Okay. So what, why do you want the job involves definitely talking about the job. But really, at the heart, the question is about why you why you want the job. And people need to talk about themselves, their own experiences, their ambitions, and and why they think they're the best candidate. So then you mentioned they should discuss why they're the best candidate. Is there anything else that they should make sure that they mention when they're answering the question? Yeah. I mean, interviews are are really an, an exercise in communication. You know, they should be an opportunity for candidates to communicate. And the panel's job really should be to encourage and facilitate that communication. So the question, if you're a candidate, is essentially, what is your story? I mean, why are you here? What is the ambition that you have? And how do you explain that really succinctly to the panel in front of you? Quite often, I found people answering this question either speak for five seconds or for five minutes. Mm. And, and neither are, are right. You, you need to be able to, in one or two minutes, give a summary 
of why you're in front of the panel, your overall story and ambition, and definitely show some passion and enthusiasm because definitely people who really look like they want the job are standing a good chance of getting the job just because of that. Right. And so then the second question you mentioned in your article is, can you give a practical example of when you have done this? So we actually um, had a webinar where we had a job seeker who was concerned about giving examples in an interview, and they had mentioned that they struggle with this. Why do you think it is that some job seekers get caught off guard with this question in particular? Well, I think it's easy in a job interview to talk theoretically. So if, you, if you're applying for a job that involves you uh, having some managerial experience, you might get asked if you manage teams and you can say, yes, I have in my last job, I've managed teams. And, you know, we, we can confirm that fact. First of all, that's not very memorable. I mean, everyone might answer that, that question in the same way. And one of the challenges for you as a candidate is to be memorable, to make sure that your answers stick in the minds of the panel. So you're missing an opportunity if that's all you say. But also it's quite likely the panel will, will try and find a way of probing around that. Okay, so give me an example of some of the challenges that you faced in managing a team. So my point here would be prepare in advance. Think of a few examples to go with each of the skills that are key to the job that you're applying for and prepare them in, in advance so you don't get caught off guard. Okay. In your goal to be memorable when you're answering this question in a job interview, what type of stories or examples would you recommend that job seekers prepare before they head into the interview? It clearly depends on the nature of the job and the skills that you're wanting to highlight. Okay. I would try and find ways of explaining a little bit without going into all the details. Clearly, the panel doesn't need to know that. But the sorts of skills that you had to, uh, to demonstrate. So if you're talking, again, about managing a team, what sort of team was it? Was it based all in one office or did you have to span different geographies? Were they a united team or were they a disparate team of different personalities? And the key here is explain what skills you had to use in the team management uh, experience. So this isn't just about saying, yes, I can manage teams, but you can demonstrate that through your example that you've actually done it and you really understand what it takes. So it sounds like detail plays a big role in your answer to this question. I think a little bit of detail mm -hmm. that gives enough confidence for the panel that you're not just making it up, that you actually have done there, you've been there, you know exactly the sorts of challenges that we're talking about and that you could do it for them. Okay. So then the third question that we wanted to talk about was, why do you want to leave your current job? In many cases, this question can make a job seeker uncomfortable. So why do you think that this is? It's probably because they're wanting to leave the current job for pretty negative reasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty typical, isn't it? I mean, the, the happiest person at work is not looking for a job right now because they're happy. And people tend to leave or want to leave their job for some frustration. It might be because they're not being paid enough or they've been overlooked for a promotion or they've fallen out with their boss. And most candidates sort of feel in their heart that none of those reasons are the sorts of things that you should be saying in an interview. So they tend to give a non-answer. They, they stall. They give a vague answer, you know, they're looking for a new challenge or something. That isn't memorable. That's, that's not going to stick in the minds of the interview panel. So you need to find a way of explaining the reasons why you want to move on without referencing some of those negatives. Could you give us maybe a practical example of maybe the type of answer that you would want to say when you're faced with this question in an interview? Yeah, this question essentially is about your journey. 
your professional journey, your career and where you've been and where you're heading. And I would begin answering this question by talking about your ambition, where you really want to end up the destination. So if you want to work in, let's say the media, if you want to work in the media, you could say my, my ambition has always been to work in a really busy, dynamic press office. And then you could say, you know, my current job, I've had fantastic opportunities to develop experience, you know, working with the media, maybe learning the sort of trade and beginning to understand all of the different aspects that I need to think about. However, the current role is, is limited in some way. It's not giving me enough exposure or the opportunities that I want. And I'm really keen to build on that moving forward. And that's why I, when I saw your job, I was so excited at the opportunity. In other words, that, that explanation begins by saying where you want to be in the end. Hmm. And it places your last job as one staging post in that journey. And it also locates the job that you're applying for as the next, next logical step. Okay. And that leads perfectly into the next question that job seekers might face in an interview. And that is, what do you want to be doing in five years' time? So what points would you say the job seeker should bring up when they're answering this question? Well, this is a tricky question, particularly for, for millennials, particularly for that sort of generation who are sort of typically under 35 today. Because millennials, you know, they, they're expected to go through seven, eight, nine different careers in their professional life or different roles in their professional life. Um, they're also, as a group, very self-confident and very ambitious. And so if you ask a millennial what do they want to be doing in five years' time, you're going to get a sort of very ambitious answer. And also mm -hmm. it may be quite difficult for them to predict because their career might well move around a bit. I think this question is actually, in a funny way, the same question as the question we just answered. In the end, it's, mm -hmm. it's about your journey. Where are you heading? Where have you come from? And where do you want to be uh, in the sort of in the future? And, and trying to articulate that sense of journey and how the job that you're applying for is key as a key step on that journey is, is the essential thing here. Okay. And you had mentioned that being motivated or ambitious is important when you're answering this. Is it ever possible to seem too motivated or too confident when you're answering this question? Maybe saying something like, oh, well, I'd like to be the vice president of the company in five years' time. Is there any way that this could turn employers off if you are too confident? Well, I think it's a risk. I, I've certainly had um, somebody in interview say to this question, I want to be sat where you're sat. Mm. And that's a really confident answer. I think it's also a slightly risky answer uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, if you're telling the person who's interviewing you that in five years' time you're going to be sat in their seat, you're showing a naivety about what it might have taken that person to get to that level. I mean, it may have taken them 20 years of blood, sweat, and tears to get to that uh, level. And, and they may think that you're a little bit arrogant for suggesting that you could get there so much quickly, uh, more quickly. Right. So that's definitely one watch out. The other, the other risk with it is that you're suddenly asking the panel to judge you in a different way. I mean, they, they thought they were going to judge you on the basis of whether you're good enough for the job that you're applying for you're now asking them to judge you on whether you're going to be the vice president of the company or not. And you know, in the back of their minds, they may start to think that you're not quite as good as you think you are. So I'm all for somebody reflecting a genuine ambition, um, but I think we need to be sort of limited to the, the next move on or the next step or, or new set of skills or experiences that you want to attain in the next five years. And I'd avoid um, you know, pushing that a little bit too far. And then the next question we had was, what's the biggest mistake you've made and what did you learn? This is another one that might make job seekers a little uncomfortable because it involves talking about something negative. 
But what would you say that employers are looking for when the job seeker responds to this question? Well, look, everybody makes mistakes, Mm -hmm. right? So everybody's going to make a mistake in their professional life. The key thing that an employer wants is uh, to see that people learn from them and they don't repeat them. And so this is going to be a really important question for you to be able to demonstrate that you are self-aware, that you are self-critical, that you're able to show learning when you make a mistake, and so that they could trust you, even if you did mess up, that you wouldn't mess up repeatedly. Okay. So you have to try and be honest and find an example where you genuinely made a mistake, but it's definitely wise to choose something that's not fundamental to the job that you're applying for. Certainly, if you're applying to be the diary manager uh, and your example of a mistake was sending the CEO to the wrong uh, airport, mm-hmm. you might find that the panel are, are frowning somewhat at that point. Um, you need to find an example, which is a, a good illustration of a mistake where you learn something and talk about that learning. And could you give us an example maybe of how a job seeker could effectively answer this question? Well, again, it really depends on the nature of the job. Mm-hmm. I think we've all had experiences of event organization or project management where something's gone wrong. I mean, lots of things go wrong in event organization. And it's typically something that we didn't anticipate. You know, So we thought we had prepared properly, but something emerged in the organization of the event that, that meant that it, it went awry and we hadn't expected and we hadn't planned for it. And so the learning is, is really based on um, some form of uh, anticipation, preparation, better organization, something that shows that out of this experience, you now know what you would uh, not do next time and the sorts of the correct way to do this in the future. I think you, you can talk a little bit about how you try to recover in the moment, what you try to do to rectify the situation. But the key point about this question is what did you learn? And what would you do differently next time? And then the final question, this is usually one that will typically come at the end of the interview, is when the interviewer asks, do you have any questions for us? So sometimes this can be an afterthought for job seekers as they're preparing to go into the interview. But why would you say that it's very important to be prepared to ask the interviewers questions? This is a key opportunity. And it's quite often, you know, at the end of the interview, people are just desperate to leave the room. Mm -hmm. So sort of tired and exhausted from the experience. And if you do fail to, to ask good questions, you're missing a big opportunity because this is pretty much the only time in most interviews where you get an opportunity to have a little bit of dialogue with the panel. So rather than them just asking questions and you just answering questions, you can actually get try and strike up a little bit of a conversation through a smart question. So definitely take the opportunity to prepare some thoughtful questions in advance in the hope that you can actually demonstrate a little bit more of your character and personality. And that might be the difference between you getting the job and someone else getting it. What kinds of questions specifically would you say that the job seekers should be asking at this point in the interview? Well, let's just be clear. I, I wouldn't ask more than two or, or max three questions because okay. this is not a, not an in time for a big interrogation. They're definitely going to be running to time. And so they won't thank you if they have to sort of skip their lunch as a result of your interrogation. But, but I think, you know, you can think about something related to the business So perhaps something to do with their strategy or their marketing or recent campaigns that you've seen in the media, ask them a little bit more about that. It's really helpful if when you're thinking about that question, if in the interview they've referenced something to do with that, because you can then use this as an opportunity of coming back on on the conversation you just had 
rather than it sounding like it being a pre-prepared question. So something about the business, something about the job itself. So, so a under, better understanding of maybe how this job relates to other teams or other roles, the different areas of responsibility. There may be a clarification that you could get about the job specifically. And there may be something personal. So maybe actually you really want to have an opportunity to uh, to do training or to work internationally, or there may be something that you didn't understand about the process. And, and it's a good chance to ask a question about that there too. But let's not forget this job interview is not only a, a judgment on you, it's also a judgment on the employer. And, and you do need to think carefully about what you want to know to make sure that you're choosing the right place to go to work. Yeah, and I think you've helped provide a lot of insight for our listeners, especially as they're preparing to go into these job interviews. We're running a little short on time, but I wanted to give you the floor for the last 30 seconds or a minute or so, just to give any final words of advice to our listeners, and especially to those who may be preparing for a job interview. So would you have a final message or final words of advice for those people? So I'd say maybe three things. Get your story straight clear and succinct story about why you want this job. That is the most important thing. Make sure you do a little bit of research on the company so that you've, um, you know, if they've just been in the papers that week or they're on the front page that day or there's something relevant, make sure you didn't miss it because it might be the thing that most of the panel are thinking about more than anything else when you're in the room. To be aware of what's going on around the company. And obviously, finally, preparation. You know, being brilliant in a job interview doesn't come naturally to most people. Mm-hmm. It's about working really hard on your preparation and making sure that your answers to these sorts of questions are absolutely pitch perfect. So those would be the three points that I would suggest um, most potential uh, candidates should think. And with that final bit of advice, we will finish up the show. We've been exploring the topic of the job interview questions that you need to get right with Dr. Matt Carter. Matt, thank you again for joining me today and for sharing your insight. Thanks very much. And we love to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So if you have a comment on this topic or a suggestion of another subject to cover on the show, please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm your host, Jenna Konar, wishing you the best of luck in your job search.